1: Everybody, another Al Gatulo craft beer cast on AM 970. The answer we've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Craft beer guest that'll be joining me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T T U L O, Facebook.com slash A G craft Beercast, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. and don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A G craft beer cast, you can find all the shows on those two platforms. Our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, S.J. Pennings. He is an owner of a wonderful farm and cidery, and it's located in Warwick, New York. It's called Pennings Farm Cidery. That will happen about 20 minutes from now. It was a great interview I did a couple of weeks back. You definitely want to check it out. Uh, we were supposed to air it last week. We were obviously postponed because of sports preemptions. So we're bringing it uh, to you tonight. And, you know, the end of the year, fast approaching and uh, lots of changes going on in the craft beer industry. But in the macro beer industry, or big beer as we like to call it, uh, AB InBev, maybe they are feeling the heat a little bit from uh, the local and independent craft brewers. Because Joao Castro Nieves, the CEO of AB InBev in North America, is stepping down. Chief Sales Officer Mikel uh, Ducaris will take over January 1st of uh, next year. Several other executive appointments were announced as well. This was broken by BrewBound. Uh, a few days ago uh, via Twitter, uh, most significant current VP of sales. Alex Medkis is also stepping down. Brendan Whitworth, who had been overseeing trade marketing, is going to uh, supplant uh, Medkis in the sales department. Bob Talat, uh, excuse me, will continue as the vice president of business wholesaler development will report directly to DuCarris. Uh, transitions are going to start immediately. They are effective as of January 1 of 2018. So maybe they are feeling the heat a little bit. Uh, I know Bud sales were down. Some of it they related to the hurricane, uh, but let's be honest. Um, how many people are really still buying Bud and Bud Light? I think I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say the tide has turned because I st- certainly think that craft beer has a lot more work to do to get uh, more recognition in the uh, in bars. Um, but this is a significant development. Obviously, Budweiser, after acquiring a number of craft breweries is not seeing the positive impact, I guess, that they want to see. I think part of it, and, and again, solely my opinion, I think part of it is the fact that I think Budweiser has been buying, your or AB InBev has been buying a lot of these craft breweries to sort of bury them a little bit in the marketplace. Uh, and by bury, what I mean is they're preventing, I think, a lot of places from getting those beers. Or, hey, you've got to carry Bud or Bud Light on your taps. And a lot of bars are just saying, no, we're not going to do that. Now, look. Do craft beer bars carry Bud and Coors Light and Bud, and, and Bud Light? Absolutely. They have to serve their base. I mean, there are people that come in that have never tried a craft beer to a pub and they want their butter or Coors Light, and you're not going to change those people. So in some places, you have to stock those beers. The Cloverleaf doesn't do that because they believe, the Cloverleaf Tavern in uh, Caldwell, New Jersey, because they believe the beers that they have on tap are as good as the Buds and the Buds, Bud Lights, and I would agree with them. I think it all depends on the on the palate of the person and I think the, the the best thing that you can do is try to get them past that by giving them something comparable to what they drink. So if they like a Bud or or a Bud Light, you get them a Pilsner from a brewer from a craft brewer that's comparable to a Bud or Bud Light and change their taste buds ever so slightly. That's the key to me. But I digress. Firestone Walker and winery circles they often say it takes a, a lot of beer to make great wine. This is from Firestone Walker, but the reverse is true when it comes to Firestone Walker's annual anniversary ale. Now, the latest anniversary ale is already out in all Firestone Walker markets for a limited time if you can get it. This one dubbed XXI, that signifies Firestone Walker's 21st year on California's Central Coast. Um, It's a blend of five distinct beers aged in spirit barrels, Velvet Merkin, Uh, Their Oatmeal Stout, 42% of the beer was made with that. Parabola, the Russian Imperial Oatmeal Stout at 18%. Sticky Monkey, which is a Central Coast Quad, at 17%. Bravo, their Imperial Brown Ale at 14%. And Heldorado, their Blonde Barley Wine at 9%. They mixed all of these together, and they created this 21st Anniversary Ale. And oddly enough, I was at Cowan's Public the other night, and I saw Garrett Brown from Firestone Walker. I meant to ask him about that, uh, where I can get myself a bottle. Not that I want it for free. I'm uh, certainly happy to pay for it. But I have to figure out what liquor stores in New Jersey are carrying it, if they're carrying it at all. So definitely want to check that out if you can get it. You definitely want to have that in a uh, half-filled brandy snifter or wine glass and allow it to warm to 55 degrees to fully enjoy uh, the beer itself. So uh, it'll be interesting. Hopefully I can get that and then I can share it. Uh, with a number of people. As we continue on our news and notes segment here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Dogfish Head is released in bottles for the first time. Oak-aged Syracuse Nera. It's a Russian imperial stout. Uh, it is already on taps and shelves uh, as we speak. Uh, it's blended with Soraya grapes aged on American oak. Uh, it is a stout with, a, as they explained it, a jammy wine, uh, a complex fruit-flavored finish that they're talking about here, roasty malts. Uh, coffee and dark chocolate in the aroma, and then there's plums and cherries and a little toasted vanilla. This sounds like a really good beer. It's a 10% ABV Stout. Uh, it was originally brewed as a collaboration beer with Italy, uh, the largest Italian marketplace in the world. So if you get a chance to get this one, you definitely want to jump on it. And uh, back again, the Holy Grail for Hopheads, the 120-minute Imperial IPA. That is on shelves as well. Uh, This one, of course, clocks in anywhere between 15 and 20% ABV and 120 IBUs. You know, I've mixed mixed feelings about um, the 120-minute Imperial IPA. I've had it. I have a bottle from last year sitting in my refrigerator, and they tell you not to age those things. You really should drink it fresh. But it's been cold. I want to see. I'm going to crack that in a couple of weeks and and check it out. I've had it before. Um, I like it. I think I like the 60 and the 90-minute Dogfish Head IPAs better. Uh, but this is definitely the 120 minute is definitely something you should share with people. It's not something you should drink as one, you know, in in one sitting. And it's again, it's a 12 ounce bottle. It's expensive uh, for one bottle of beer, but it is definitely something that you should you should share. Um, I don't think that you should really uh, drink one on your own or two. Uh, it's definitely something uh, a beer that shared to me. The 60 and the 90s are great. The 75 minute. Uh, it, it, to, it, to me, is one of my favorites in the big bottle because there's maple syrup in there, there's different things, and it definitely brings a new, um, a different taste uh, to the IPA. Now, this is really cool. Arrogant Brewing, in conjunction with Stone, obviously, they are doing something that if you, if you do this, and right now, and this is for the entire month of November, so you have till the end of November to do this. So their, their thing is they're offering you amnesty from drinking big beer. So if you want, it's a very simple process. You go, to the, um, you go to the website, and I'll give you the website in just a second. You uh, fill out a form. You take your old Budweiser, Coors Light, whatever, you know, big beer T-shirt. You pay the Amnesty application fee, which is 15 bucks, right, which includes the shipping and handling for them to send you a new shirt back. So you send your old beer shirt from a big beer maker, and they will send you uh, a shirt uh, with Arrogant Brewing on it from, obviously, you know, from Stone, you send it to Amnesty 1999 Citricado Parkway in Escondido, California, uh, and they will send you a return package of a very cool shirt uh, from Arrogant Brewing that you can wear that will basically say you support craft beer, that you support local craft fresh beer. Go to arrogantbrewing.com amnesty uh, for more information. I already sent in one of my shirts that I had, an older shirt from a couple of years ago, so I'm intrigued to see, uh, you know, when this thing comes in the mail, because I will certainly wear it proudly. Uh, the folks at New Holland Brewing uh, have uh, released their 20th anniversary ale. It's a beer specifically brewed to commemorate, obviously, their 20 years in the brewing industry. Uh, this is a 20th anniversary ale. It's a rum barrel aged strong ale. It comes in at a whopping 20% ABV. Uh, it is, um, has notes of vanilla and, and the spice of rum. They age it in rum, uh, aged in rum barrels for almost a year uh, this is an extremely limited quantity. It's only available at select retailers, unfortunately, in Michigan, uh, in wax-dipped 22-ounce bottles. The official release date, Black Friday, on November 24th. And uh, if you want, you can go um, to the, I uh, obviously, find out the select retailers in Michigan, or go directly to New Holland's Brew Pub locations, Pub on 8th in Holland, and the Knickerbocker in Grand Rapids. They will be offering bottle sales, as well as the only draft pours in the nation. So if you want to get this one, you've got to be in Michigan uh, to get it. And Boston Beer has opened up, uh, Samuel Adams has opened up a fully-fledged tap room in its Innovation Brewery. It's located in the Jamaica Plain neighborhood of Boston. Uh, Jim Cook says the new tap room, which will serve Samuel Adams' core products as well as experimental offerings, would enable the company to serve Boston-area drinkers in ways that it couldn't prior to opening the space. Uh, They get over 200,000 visitors a year at the brewery. It's definitely a destination of mine Uh, one of these days, maybe a weekend trip with my wife up to Boston. And last year... As Boston Beer is saying, 9.4 percent of craft beer sales were made at small and independent breweries. Uh, that, according to the Brewers Association, uh, C- Cook says Boston Beer would not immediately look to build additional tap rooms. This is the one that they're going to have there. They're always looking for new opportunities to share our beers with drinkers. So only time will tell. And Boston Beer has also expanded its barrel aged aging program with the addition of a beer cellar. It has dubbed it Beer Keller. Currently, the company is aging barley wine, scotch ales, and saisons in the temperature-controlled underground space. So good stuff uh, from our folks and friends at Samuel Adams. We're going to have more local news coming up next uh, on the Craft Beer Cast. Lots of stuff and some big events happening with the Craft Beer Cast coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be at Paragon Tap and Table on November 30th uh, for a bartending competition. I believe Demented Brewing is the beer that's going to be on tap that night, so you definitely want to check out that. We're going to be at... um, Jack Sullivan's uh, in December, and there's a possibility we may be in another place in New Jersey uh, come December with the good folks from Armageddon. That's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen. More on that coming up after a short break. More news and notes, folks. Just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If you love great food, delicious craft beer, and want to support small business, then have I got the place for you. Paragon Tap and Table is a wonderful gastro pub located conveniently off the Garden State Parkway exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Paragon has fantastic food created by Chop Champion chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, fresh pasta dishes made in-house every day, some of the best wings in New Jersey, and one of the best craft beer tap selections in the area. Paragon also has gluten-free and healthy options, so you never have to worry about breaking that diet. Join the craft Beer Cast For a special bartending competition on Thursday night, November 30th, starting at 6 p.m. Paragon's bartenders, along with some guest bartenders, will be competing, making drinks with flair and flavor that'll be auctioned off for charity. The beer cast will also be taping that weekend's broadcast at the restaurant. For reservations, give them a call at 732-931-1776, or check out their website, paragonnj.com, and look over their new fall menu. Call 732-931-1776, Paragon Tap and Table. Exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey.
2: Finding the right holiday gift can be so stressful unless you're giving impressive, personalized, and unique gifts to your family, friends, and clients from Pompeii Gift Baskets, a family-owned business in New Jersey with a history of inspiring joy with delicious foods and drinks. Pompeii Gift Baskets specialize in providing a wide array of customizable gift baskets featuring luxury wines, champagnes, beer, coffee, tea, decadent snacks, chocolate truffles, cookies, and more. Wine and liquor bottles can even be engraved with a special message, photo, or logo. Basket themes are personalized and can raise Anywhere from elegant and chic to masculine or sports themed, go to PompeiGiftBaskets.com to create your custom order or call Daniela. She'll work within any budget to get your gift just right, down to including kosher options if needed. Delivery is available throughout the U.S. from single baskets or bottles to large corporate orders. To create your custom gift, call Pompeii Gift Baskets at 888-272-0220. That's 888-272-0220. Or visit PompeiGiftBaskets.com. That's Pompeii, P-O-M. P.E.I. giftbaskets.com.
1: As you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. Once inside, your experience truly begins. Now, each room has its own unique comfortable feel, starting with the Morris Canal-inspired bar open till 3 a.m. nightly. That was awesome. What a beautiful bar. To the colonial-era dining room's lined with historical oil paintings. Each twist and turn tells a story and they encourage you to walk around the restaurant. You will not be disappointed. Whether you select the Old Smoky Brisket Sausage Sandwich or the Butternut Squash Risotto, you can't go wrong. Pair any meal with any of the 18 craft beers on draft or choose from the wine list with a special focus on small farm wineries or try a tasty seasonal craft cocktail. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience, not to be forgotten. Very easy to get to right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy.
0: Listen to Joe Fiscopo in the morning. Weekdays at 6. Mike Gallagher at 10. On AF 970. The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970 the answer. Aren't we all just a slave to the grind? Right? Little Skid Row there. Follow me on social media very easy on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo G-A-D-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Beercast. Via email at Albert G at NYCradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, S.J. Pennings. He's an owner of a wonderful farm and cidery located in Warwick, New York. It's called Pennings Farm Cidery, and that happens in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, We've got some uh, big events coming up on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, uh, coming up in the next several weeks. The first one that's coming up is going to be on uh, Thursday, November 30th. Then we've got another one on Friday, December 8th. But the first one, uh, Thursday, November 30th, Uh, we've been there before, we've done shows from there before, obviously a great place to go to and definitely, um, a place that you want to check out Paragon Tap and Table located on, uh, just off the Garden State Parkway exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. They are having a premier bar competition on November 30th, Thursday, November 30th. It's going to feature, uh, bartenders from Paragon Tap and Table as well as some other bartenders from in the area locally. And they are going to have these competitive rounds with points awarded in the following categories. Flare competition, speed pouring, classic drink preparation, and mixology, creativeness, and originality uh, competitors. Uh, Again, like I said, they'll include the Paragon House bar staff as well as some out-of-house guest bartenders. Uh, Competition drinks will be raffled. This is the best part. They're going to be raffled off to the highest bidder with all of the proceeds being donated not only to a local animal shelter, but it's also going to be going to um, one of the bar, uh, one of the uh, bartenders there has family in Puerto Rico, so they're going to split the proceeds. Once to the local animal shelter, the other one, uh, the other part of the proceeds is going to go to uh, relief for Puerto Rico. So it's a very very cool event. Uh, what is it? Dr. McGillicuddy's Apple Whiskey, Fireball, and uh, Buffalo Trace. Uh, those are some of the liquors that they're going to be using in the drinks. Uh, I believe Demented Brewing, local brewer uh, in Middlesex County, is going to be. Uh, with the featured beer that night, and we are going to be broadcasting there live. So you definitely want to check it out. You want to come down Thursday, November 30th. Uh, we're going to probably kick off the festivities around uh, 6 p.m. Uh, to, uh, to tape, and then the bartending competition takes place at 8 p.m., but we're going to uh, tape beforehand uh, at 6 o'clock, and then what we'll do is we'll have the winner uh, the, of the bartending competition. We'll give you the winner uh, that Saturday as well. We'll let you know what happened. Uh, and, and who won? But it's a, gra- it's a great event for a great cause. Uh, I would urge you to come down, make reservations. Uh, come on by Thursday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Uh, that's when the bartending competition starts. We'll start taping the uh, craft beer cast around 6 that night at Paragon Tap and Table. It's located right off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. You get off the parkway, you look for the Target Shopping Center, uh, turn into the parking lot, and you can't miss it. It's right in the back. Uh, by the Target. You can't miss it. It's going to be a blast. We are going to have a great time there. Now, we have another event that is going on on December 8th, this time in New York City. Uh, second time, I think, second or third time that we're in New York City doing um, a uh, a craft beer cast and doing uh, something really cool. This is, it, it's kind of, it, I don't want to say it's unique, but it's kind of cool. So uh, one of our salespeople, uh, Mary, lovely, lovely woman, uh, came up with this idea, and I think it's fantastic. Um, we have an event at the, a place called John Sullivan's on Friday, December 8th, and we are going to be um, broadcasting live from the bar, but here's the cool thing. The bar is an Arizona State University bar, so they support uh, ASU Athletics. They show all the games there. Uh, they have another place that's down the street that is a Minnesota Vikings bar. So on Sundays, they show Minnesota Viking games. They have Minnesota food. Etc. Uh, Etc. Cetera, et cetera. Kind of the same theme here at this at this bar at John Sullivan's. Uh, it's uh, again, it's an Arizona State University bar. So St. John's is playing Arizona State University that night. We carry St. John's on our air, so we're going to do a forty-minute broadcast, a special live broadcast on Friday night, December eighth, from seven to seven forty, and we will be broadcasting live from John Sullivan's, and we will take you right up to the St. John's pregame show. We'll talk some college hoops. We're going to talk some beer as well. I'm uh, going to have a lot of fun. It's Christmas time. You know, everybody's shopping. John Sullivan's Great Place had lunch there the other day. They have a great $10 lunch special. You can get a burger, uh, you know, salad, chicken, whatever. you. It's an extensive menu, but their $10 menu is really good. They probably have, I think, like eight or nine things on that menu for 10 bucks that you will not want to miss. It's delicious. Great beers on tap. It's two floors. It's awesome. It's right around the corner from Macy's, 210 West 35th Street. In New York, again, 210 West 35th Street, uh, John Sullivan's. It's uh, literally directly across the street uh, from Macy's uh, if you're walking down 7th Avenue. It's right off on 35th Street, 210 West 35th Street. Can't miss it. We are going to start the broadcast, as I said, 7 o'clock. We'll take you to 740, right to the St. John's pregame. Uh, I encourage you, come out, hang out with us, have a great time. Holiday season, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Would definitely encourage you. Uh, to come by to that one, that's at uh, John Sullivan's 210 West 35th Street uh, in Manhattan, right across from uh, from Macy's. Uh, you can't, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we're not sure what beer we're going to be featuring that night, but we're definitely going to feature something, and we'll have a drink special so that when you're there, if you want to purchase that beer, you'll get a discount on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait for that one at John Sullivan's uh, Barn Grill in Manhattan, 210 West 35th Street, Friday, December 8th from 7. To it's a special live broadcast that we will be having here on AM 970, The Answer. Let's get to some quick news before we have to take a break. And uh, Schmaltz Brewing Company, they're on the hunt for new investors. That's according to the Daily Gazette. They report on a, a business networking event that was hosted uh, at the upstate New York Craft Brewery. And uh, founder Jeremy Cowan uh, expects to end the year with $4.2 million in sales, but they're looking to expand... Uh, They're brewing operations in New York and strengthen sales in markets where the company's products are already distributed um, to do so. And this Cowan, this is Cowan writing to BrewBound, one of our great uh, resources here on the Craft Beer Cast. Uh, The company has embarked on a new fundraising round, which is aimed at growing all of our brands and expanding with a new tasting room. Uh, Schmoltz, of course, owns and brews the Hebrew alphabet city and five eighteen eight thirty eight brands It also contracts uh, contract brews other craft labels for companies uh, without physical locations. so uh, they are trying to put together some fundraising to expand their operations. They also do a lot of uh, the Star Trek beers if you 're a fan of Star Trek, they do the Star Trek beers that are out there and um, they are currently brewing about three barrels of contracted beer to one barrel of Schmaltz brands. That's according to the Daily Gazette. And that is significant because Schmaltz makes between 15 and $50 per barrel on contract brewed beers versus $125 to 200 per barrel of its own product. So obviously they're helping other people out. They're not making as much money as they would on their own, um, on their own brews. They've also got out right now, if, you're, uh, if you want something for Hanukkah, uh, to celebrate Hanukkah. Their Hanukkah Past the Beer, it's a golden strong ale. It's brewed with eight malts, eight hops, and an 8% ABV. Their Jubilation 21st Anniversary Ale, it's also brewed with 10 malts, 11 hops, with a 12.1% ABV. It's a 21st Anniversary Strong Ale. And then they have what they call Shtick in a Box. It's a variety 12-pack for the holiday season. It includes Hanukkah, Hanukkah Past the Beer. There's no junk in this box. So uh, you definitely want to... Um, Hot let's see, included in the pack, Hot Mania IPA, Slingshot American Craft Lager, Messiah Nut Brown Ale, and Hanukkah Hanukkah past the beer. So you definitely want to check those out uh, from Schmaltz Beer. And then finally, in our last uh, little bit of news and notes here before we get to the break here, uh, Flying Fish Brewing has announced the appointment of Lou Romano as president uh, which is effective as of this coming, let's see, that would be Monday, November 20th. So Gene Muller, uh, the long, uh, the face and voice of Flying Fish, is going to assume the full-time role of founder, remaining heavily involved in all areas of managing the Flying Fish brand, uh, focusing on special projects and lending expertise in an advisory capacity. Flying Fish is currently producing in New Jersey approximately 25,000 barrels per year, primarily distributes uh, within a four-state area, um, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and I- there, I, I think there's some flying fish in New York. I'm not, you know, if I'm not mistaken. So Romano uh, used to work at Oscar Blues Brewery. He served as national sales manager since 2013. He's bounced around to a bunch of different places, including Yingling. Um, so uh, he is taking over as the, um, the, the president effective as of Monday. And Gene Muller, who is a long time the face and voice of Flying Fish, is assuming a full time role as a founder. What does that mean? I have absolutely no idea, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be very honest with you. I have no idea what that means. But I wanted to report it to you because we do talk national and local beer news. Now, when we come back after a short break, S.J. Pennings, the owner of a wonderful farm and cidery located in Warwick, New York, called Pennings Farm Cidery, joins me. That happens next on the Alga Craft Beer Cast on AM 970,
0: The Answer. Oh! Vikings. Let's win this game. Want a chance to win two tickets, airfare and hotel stay for the December 3rd Vikings game at the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota? Then get to Jack Doyle's NYC for the great Minnesota Vikings get-together. This and every game. The one and only place to catch every hit, touchdown, and field goal is Jack Doyle's NYC on 35th between 7th and 8th. Be amongst your fellow Vikings in a sea of purple as they play the game on all 16 of their TVs with surround sound and custom Vikings menu. Enjoy great specials like $15 Bud Light Pitchers, $5 Well Drinks, and fan favorites like the Minnesota Bloody or their Unforgettable Cheese Curds and Vikings Burger. To win this amazing giveaway, head to Jack Doyle's each and every game day, fill out your loyalty card, and drop it off to Charlinda before you leave. Enter every time you watch the Vikes play, increasing your chances to win. Get in on the action today at Jack Doyle's NYC. Skull Vikings. Skull. <laughs>
1: You know, I've been talking about Cowan's Public for the last few weeks, and it may have been born in twenty fifteen, but its historic roots stretch back into the nineteen thirties. This Art Deco Speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room, when you walk in, it's got a curved art deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, and plenty of places to sit. Cowan's Public has sixteen rotating craft beers on Draft for All Tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Let me tell you something. They have a great craft beer selection there. If you want great craft beer, Cowan's. Cowan's Public is the place to go to. Now, try their fried chicken and waffle sandwich or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both are winners. Cowan's Public, they focus on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, I'm telling you, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit Cowan'sPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. Has a fantastic voice. 10,000 Maniacs as we keep with a New York kind of theme here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, of course, 10,000 Maniacs coming from Jamestown, New York. And my next guest on the program, uh, they have a winery and a cidery. Uh, located. It's actually not a winery, it's a, cider- it's a cidery and a farm. They're located in Orange County, New York, right in the town of Warwick. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A T T T www.facebook.com Facebook dot com slash AG via email at Albert G at NYC dot com or of course Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG craft beer cast on either one of those platforms. You can download and listen to the craft beer cast anytime you want. So, my next guest on the cast, he is a co owner of a cidery. They're located in Orange County, New York, as I mentioned, right in the town of Warwick. The family started the business as a dairy farm and eventually started making hard cider. And you can check out their website, Pennings dot com, for more information. Let me welcome in S.J. Pennings to this uh, craft beer cast on AM 970. The answer, S.J., welcome. Hey, how's it going, Al? Thank you. Very good. Now, so, S.J., how did the cidery get its start?
3: Well, um, so my, my parents uh, decided to have a hard cider made for us by um, uh, the Warwick Valley Winery. They make Doc's Draft Ciders sure, um, and a number of other products. Um, they're right in Warwick, um, probably about five, six years ago now um maybe even seven years ago um time flies but um we uh we started a restaurant at our farm market business um because uh uh, just you know the business has evolved um so much over the last five to ten years um we used to just grow apples um as you said we started as a dairy farm um and then we came over here to this current farm we're on started growing apples. Started doing uh, You Pick Apples, uh, watched kind of the agritourism uh, uh, craze evolve, mm-hmm. and uh, we jumped on board with it. Um, that was my uncle, Jack, um, and my my father, Steve, kind of partnered. Um, and my uncle's uh, son, Jack Jr., also partnered, and my mother. It's a whole big family operation. Um, and as it's evolved, we've we've had our farm market kind of add-on things year after year. I've watched my parents just. Um, keep trying new things every single year. Um, so um, long story short, we started our, our bar uh, and restaurant where we had our hard cider on tap and other New York uh, craft beers, um, um, for the most part locally sourced. Um, and then uh, as I was in college, um, uh, we, we decided we saw the cider industry beginning to really make a comeback, mm-hmm. um, falling on the coattails of the craft beer Um, movement um, that really exploded over the last 10 years, as everybody knows. Um, Sure. So uh, cider's kind of just fallen in the footsteps, which makes a lot of sense, especially here in New York, I think, uh, with, uh, you know, how strong our uh, apple-growing industry is. Mm. And uh, it just made a lot of sense. So uh, So, I I enjoyed making beer um, at first. Uh, I I haven't made a batch of beer in forever. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but um i i wanted to start learning a little more on cider making and they had a wine making program at my college so um i started dabbling in a couple classes there um and that that really helped me lay a, a foundation of uh fermentation knowledge um to build upon um for our cidery here and uh it's just been it's been an amazing couple years here for us um very fast-paced um and it's all really settling into place very nicely i think and it's, it's pretty cool to see and be a part of
1: and you, and you talked about um you know working with some of the uh, you know the local craft beers that are on tap that locally sourced let's talk about one of them you recently collaborated with glenmere brewing uh in their wild time farmhouse brew how did that all come about with them
3: um they reached out to us uh, we're always reaching out to the local guys saying hey you want to use our hops or, or anything else um um, we have peaches on the farm, apricots, um, we grow nectarines, uh, we grow pumpkins, sweet corn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a number of those things, a lot of brewers will incorporate into their beers. And I just have always, um, really enjoyed the idea of taking anything we're growing on the farm and being able to have it created into, um, a fermented beverage. Um, so Glenmere reached out to us cause they, they wanted to do a uh, sort of a farmhouse, um, uh, harvest kind of style, um, beer. And, uh, we supplied them with, uh, uh, peaches, um, our own hops, um, and, uh, honey that comes off the farm. Okay. Uh, it's not our business, but we, we bring in beehives every year, um, through a uh, girl. He's, she's our executive chef in the farm market her and her husband are beekeepers and uh, we, we sell their honey out of our farm market as well as I use a ton of their honey in my ciders. And so these Glenmere uh, used their honey. Um, and some of our, our farm-grown ingredients. So it came out to be a really great beer. It's been, yeah,
1: I, it's been flying. I had it, and it was very good. They had sent me a growler of it. It was delicious. We're talking with S.J. Pennings, the cider maker for Pennings Farm Cidery. PenningsCidery.com is the uh, website for more information here on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So let's talk about some of these ciders that you have available. First up, bone dry. What's this one all about?
3: Bone dry is just fermented all the way out to dry. Um, there's no residual sugars left. Um, it's more of a champagne kind of style. I, I um, carbonate it to be so, and um, it's definitely for somebody who's who's looking for something more on the champagne-y or wine, wine-y side.
1: Okay, and the, the ginger beet one, this one doesn't sound like one I might enjoy, but with it has beets <laughs> in it, but, but it's a cider. Explain this one to yeah. me a
3: little bit. Okay, so this one's more uh, so it's flavored with beets and ginger after the fermentation. Okay. So this one's fermented out to dry, um, and then we we juice beets and ginger in the cidery. Um, takes a good day of work because beet juice all over the place. It looks like a, a murder was
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> occurred in the
3: cidery. It's pretty funny. Well, it's um, good for, Halloween, good for but, Halloween though, right? You know, you yeah, can, right. It's, good it's for aging. all year round, man. <laughs> right. <It's>, um, <laughs> it um. So my sister came up with that one. Um, and i i always joke about it cuz it's so true she came up with the idea to me on the phone and she's my she's my business partner for the cidery mm-hmm. um and i i think i hung up on her cuz i thought i thought it sounded crazy right. <laughs> and uh she proved me wrong that's for sure because it's been one of our biggest sellers really? um for a number of reasons yeah it's an extremely refreshing cider mm-hmm. um especially on some ice during the summertime and year round um and just i mean when you see it in a pint glass i mean every it's it's a, it's an attention grabber
1: right? yeah i'm no i'm other. sure that when I, a, when I when i saw the name of it when i saw the name of it <laughs> i said to myself i said wow this doesn't sound like a really good cider but i guess you know if it's if it's grabbing your attention i it's certainly something i would try it's just i don't know if i would drink it on a regular basis but I, it sounds really good now Uh, I have to ask you this last one. Siser? What is it? What is Siser?
3: Sizer is is actually, um, it's really a style. um, Okay. More so than just like a, you know, like I'd call it a flavor, um, Mm. for lack of a better word. But um, a sizer is when you ferment honey with your cider. Okay. Um, So it's sort of a cross between a mead and a cider. Um, And this beverage goes way back um, in history and Mm. Um it's delicious. It's honestly one of my favorite items we got and uh I'm I'm pretty proud of that one. Um along with all the others. Now, um, I I have
1: but, to uh, ask you, I have to ask you. I know that the the big thing now is uh, for some people having a uh, gluten intolerance are any of the ciders gluten-free? Yeah. Oh, they are.
3: Yeah, all all of them.
1: Oh, excellent. Um, excellent.
3: Yep, that's a big that's a big thing for cider too. Um um it's just another thing it, it can offer to people, you know?
1: Right. We're talking with S.J. Pennings, the cider maker for Pennings Farm Cidery, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, PenningsCidery.com, uh, is the website uh, for more information. So you've uh, collaborated with uh, with Glenmere Brewing. Uh, are there any other breweries that you're looking to collaborate with in the near future?
3: We've worked with a bunch. Uh, Butternuts Brewery up near Cooperstown. Sure. Those guys make a lot of beers for us, yep um i send them up our pumpkins all the time our hops uh eat. we're actually talking about doing a rye um because we we grew a couple acres of rye this year and harvested nice. um as a cover crop but we're thinking about malting it and sending it up to him um we've worked with rushing duck in the past uh um uh, pine island brewing just made a couple beers for us um it, it, the list kind of goes on and it's been really Really cool thing to be a part of, um, and I just love how the whole industry likes to work together like this.
1: That that is To me, that's one of the favorite parts uh, of this entire business that I've been doing this show now for almost two years, is the fact that Absolutely. everybody loves to collaborate and get together, and yeah. everyone is helping one another, and I, I really think... We need more of that in other aspects of business around, uh, around the country. But I, I, I love the fact that everybody kind of pitches in and helps out where they can. Now, my, my last question, and we're talking with S.J. Pennings, the cider maker for Pennings Farm Cidery here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So what is the next cider that you're planning to make that will be ready for consumption?
3: Next one I got in the plant. Okay, so I got two fermentations going on right downstairs right now. Um, uh, One's going to be, and names aren't officially uh, decided yet. Okay. um, uh, One tank has mainly red varieties of apples, Red Delicious, Ida Reds, Mm -hmm. um, some Empires. Um, And then the other tank has mainly golden varieties, so Golden Delicious, um, uh, John of Gold, uh, Gold Rush, which is a new variety we have on the farm um, so i'm I'm just really interested to see the difference between the two tanks They got the same yeast pitched onto them and like I can say they already have quite uh, uh, quite a different uh profile to both of them so I'm very excited for these two to come out in the next uh, the next month or so.
1: Very cool, so if you get a chance folks and you're heading up to Orange County and you want to take a ride. Uh, to a great uh, uh, cider place and a great farm as well and there's a restaurant all this stuff it's listen it's everything in one uh, in one uh, one felt swoop it's right in orange county new york right in the town of warwick yeah. you check out pennings pennings farm cidery penningscidery.com is the website for more information my guest has been sj pennings sj thanks so much for joining me on the craft beer cast and I very much appreciate it
3: absolutely man absolutely thank you um, take it easy
1: you got it when we come back it's the final segment of the program uh, we've got uh, uh, Suds and Duds, where I tell you the various uh, beers that I've had over the last week, and I tell you whether it's a sud or whether it's a dud. All after a short break on the Alga 2 Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, as you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you really feel like you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with beautiful reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits and it's a great night out, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns, hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Now, if you've got a group dinner to plan, the Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone-line nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, the traditional post and beam barn, complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans, is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, my favorite part, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American Farm Fair, and trust me, it's delicious. Choose the Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey, right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco speak easy. If you love great food, delicious craft beer, and want to support small business, then have I got the place for you. Paragon Tap and Table is a wonderful gastro pub located conveniently off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Paragon has fantastic food created by CHOP champion chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, fresh pasta dishes made in-house every day, some of the best wings in New Jersey, and one of the best craft beer tap selections in the area. Paragon also has gluten-free and healthy options, so you never have to worry about breaking that diet. Join the algatulo Craft Beer Castro. For a special bartending competition on Thursday night, November 30th, starting at 6 p.m. Paragon's bartenders, along with some guest bartenders, will be competing, making drinks with flair and flavor that'll be auctioned off for charity. The beer cast will also be taping that weekend's broadcast at the restaurant. For reservations, give them a call at 732-931-1776 or check out their website, paragonnj.com, and look over their new fall menu. Call 732-931-1776, Paragon Tap and Table. Exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. Jersey. Final segment of the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T U L L O, Facebook.com slash A G Craft Beer via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for A G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from there. A little white slake, uh, white, white snake, listen to me, white snake, give me all your love. David Coverdale, was he trying to be Robert Plant? I mean, honestly, Honestly, trying to be Robert Plant uh, way too much, uh, but Whitesnake, uh, good stuff uh, from the hair metal bands uh, back in the 80s. Now, it's time for Suds and Duds, and it's the segment where I tell you all about the various craft beers I've drank over the past week or so. And remember, it's a subjective list, and it's based on one person's palate, and that would be your host here, yours truly. Now, um, some interesting stuff that has gone on with the, with the Suds and Duds segment, and then we have to get into... Uh, of course, as we teased uh, earlier in the show, and actually uh, we told you in the second segment of the show, where the Al Craft Beer Cast is going to be on the road for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, coming up here in late November and December, so I hope you get out and uh, join us at some of the various establishments around New York and New Jersey. Uh, had this one sitting uh, in the fridge for over a year, and I'll tell you, I have to say, uh, Barrier Brewing does some great beers. Um, they were a part of my Hopsy pack, and we'll get into the Hopsy thing in just a minute. Uh, but uh, Morticia uh, by Barrier Brewing Company, this easily, and it's Imperial Stout, aged for over a year, uh, so much smoother. It smoothed out a little bit, uh, didn't really get a heavy bourbon taste out of it. The coffee was, the, 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 the sort of the roasted notes were kind of muted, but a great sipping beer, especially uh, sitting by the fire. So definitely something that you want to pick up from Barrier Brewing if you're into stouts and into Imperial Stouts. This is definitely something that you want to um, That you want to drink. Uh, Then, um, uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw a picture of what was coming up for the show this weekend. And one of the pictures was um, my wife and I and our neighbors. And we're holding a book. And the the cover of the book is of the world's most interesting man, Jonathan Goldsmith. And, yes, we actually got a chance to meet Jonathan Goldsmith a couple of weeks back. He's uh, hawking a new tequila called Astral Tequila. It's an excellent tequila, by the way. Very smooth sipping. And uh, we got to meet him at a uh, at an establishment in Cranford, New Jersey. And um, over there, I ended up having a Firestone Walker Union Jack IPA uh, on tap. Solid IPA, great flavor, good hop. Uh, I've, I've talked about Firestone Walker before. These guys do not make a bad beer. Uh, very much in the vein of, uh, you know, uh, the, the dogfish heads, um, the cartons, uh, the canes, if you want to think locally. Uh, Kane is doing such a great job with their IPAs. Uh, over the last year or so. And um, Carton does good with the with the one-off beers. Again, you know, Boat is their signature beer. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the uh, Double X um, is, their, um, uh, is another great IPA from Carton. But, you know, Augie tries to steer away from uh, the trends. He wants to make beer that he likes. So, um, And I'm not saying he doesn't like IPAs. It's just he's not going to go along with everybody else making, you know, juicy IPAs, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're looking for an IPA, That's not juicy and that has a solid flavor. Definitely pick this one up from uh, Firestone Walker, the Union Jack IPA. Now, let's get into Hopsy Beer. Hopsy is this service that will deliver beer to your home in Growlers for a price. Obviously, there's a shipping cost and all this other stuff. So I I saw this about a month or so ago, but they were only in... Uh, California, and a couple of other places. They've just now recently come into the New York and New Jersey area. They are shipping in New York, and they ship in New Jersey. Obviously, the uh, the drawback to Hopsey is the fact that um, you really should get it delivered to a business, because there's usually somebody there that's over the age of 21 that could sign for it. If you have it sent to your house, and nobody's 21 and older, well, you know what? They're probably not going to sign for it. They're probably not going to leave it, although we'll get into that in a second how it's delivered to me. So... Um, this is a service that you pick, uh, four different growlers, 32 ounce growlers, and they send it to you, uh, for a price. So they had a on going on. Uh, if it was, I think it was $15 and they sent you basically $50 worth of beer or their regular price would be $50. I have to say the packaging, the speed and ease of going through the checkout and, and having the beer shipped was really, really good. Um... They give you four 32-ounce growlers of what they called their hoppy pack. So it was mostly um, IPA-type stuff, although one of them was a, an American pale ale. Uh, the, the box, magnificent. Ice cold. They had this huge ice pack in there. You could drink the beers right out of the box. You didn't even have to refrigerate it at all. I mean, they were ready to go. Uh, nicely done. The delivery was a little interesting. Uh, they, t- You know, you pick the day the, uh, of delivery, but the, the person didn't come until after 6 o'clock at night. Nobody knocked on my door. Nobody rang a doorbell. They just left the package there, which I was a little surprised about. Um, but, okay, so I didn't have to answer the door and sign anything. All right, fine. Listen, I am over 21. Um, the the four uh, uh, beers in the pack, um, out of the four, I haven't had the the barrier brewing was in it, uh, Bronx Brewing, flagship, and uh, Bronx, barrier, flagship, and who was the other one? Oh, Newburgh. That's right, Newburgh. So, out of the four um two of them okay uh one was very good surprisingly and um the other one i shouldn't say surprisingly because they're making they're making much better beer now than they did when they started but uh uh, and the other one the barrier one i have not had yet i'm actually going to try that uh this weekend and i'll have a full review on that one uh for next week now do i think that this company can survive at the price point that they have their regular beers i don't know but here's the argument some people say well it's very expensive to get four thirty-two 32-ounce growlers for $50, plus you have to pay shipping. Now, the $15 Groupon came with free shipping. Uh, so that knocks, you know, again, $15, you're getting, uh, you know, two gallons of beer. That's pretty good. But if you're not going to drive to all these places, and again, Bronx Brewery, Flagship, Barrier, and Newburgh, four b- breweries that are in four separate locations. Flagship is on Staten Island. Bronx Brewery, obviously, is in the Bronx Barrier Brewing is in Oceanside, Queens, and then you have Newburgh, which is up in Newburgh, New York. I don't know if you're necessarily going to drive to all of these places in one day to pick up the beer. So for the amount of money that it would cost you if you lived in New Jersey, let's say, and the amount of money it would cost you in tolls, et cetera, et cetera, that's a lot of money. So I think it's a good deal in that aspect. Do I think it's a good deal if you can get to these breweries on a regular basis? No. I think what they need to do, and I'm sure they're going to do this in the future and expand, is to... um, Get you beers that you can't normally get elsewhere, maybe out of the, uh, the, you know, your driving area. That's probably the way to do it. Um, they have some other incentive plans. Just check it out, hopsybeer.com. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting service. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to buy another a set of growlers from them. I've got a bunch of credits uh, built up, so uh, we'll see what happens. And I'm, I'm, we're hoping to uh, get an interview uh, with the guy who runs Hopsy and uh, figure out and ask why. He started this service, because there's a bunch of them, but uh, I'd like to know why he decided to do this. So let's go with the first growler from uh, uh, Bronx uh, Brewing, uh, Bronx Brewery, uh, the Bronx American Pale Ale. Uh, this wasn't bad. I-, I wasn't getting the hops out of it. Smooth, not bitter, uh, not bad. I've had a few things from Bronx Brewery has not, and have not really been impressed with them. Uh, then we move on to from flagship brewing, Swamp Tings. This was excellent. Dank, juicy, Great bite, good bitterness, well done. Uh, Jay Sykes and the guys from Flagship Brewing from where I grew up in Staten Island, they're doing a bang-up job over there. If you haven't been to their brewery, definitely check them out. It's just a ferry ride away uh, if you live in Manhattan. Uh, Then we had the the third growler that I had out of the list was the Mega Boss IPA from Newburgh. Lots of pine and hop. Bitterness comes through very nicely. This was the third growler in the set. Again, I did not have the growler from Barrier yet. going to have that uh, this coming weekend, and I will have a full review on that from next week. Now, the folks from... uh, Samuel Adams sent me a bunch of different winter beers, had their Amber Bock, nice beer for a cold day, malty, caramel, smooth. Think, uh, think a regular Boston lager with a different taste. Similar, yet different. I really enjoyed that one. Then, earlier this week, uh, the good folks from Cowan's Public had a New Jersey craft beer event. All New Jersey beers on their 16 taps. Folks, you heard me talk about Cowan's Public on this show. You've heard me talk about it, especially with Joe Piscopo and Frank Morano. Uh, we've talked about it on the morning show. Cowan's Public, fantastic place. It's a speakeasy. It's, it, it doesn't look like anything from the outside, but when you walk in, it's that cool vibe of this really hip place that you want to be at. The attention to detail is amazing. The beers on tap are great. They always have excellent beers. So let's get right into it. There was a bunch of them that I ended up uh, sampling, had a couple of flights, and and uh, one uh, you know heavy one to top it all off. So I had a uh, uh, strawberry vanilla bullsickle from Bolero Snort, Different, strawberry up front, not super bitter, kind of muted, uh, dank-looking, not a juice bomb at all. I mean, definitely uh, very dank. You barely see through the glass, but uh, very different. I did like it, but it was it, it was a little odd for me. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Carton, I had the Harvest 2017 uh, 07270. Nice, really good, nice rye flavor, a very easy-drinking dry yet bitter beer. You'll like that one if you're not into... Uh, If you're not into a super, super bitter beer, that's definitely one for you. The Ramstein Double Platinum Blonde, uh, these guys do a great job. Super smooth, easy drinking, delicious. That's one I could drink over and over again. Uh, The guys from Ramstein do a fantastic job of making, uh, you know, essentially traditional German beers. Then I had a Brick City Gloria Blondale, another smooth, ready-drinking brew, Uh, a good starter craft beer. If you're looking to get somebody started into craft beer, that's definitely one that you want to ease them into, uh, it, you know, it's definitely not a Pilsner, but it's definitely something that could ease them in uh, to beers. Because, again, a lot of people are coming from, you know, a Budweiser and Coors Light background. Uh, then I had the Forgotten Boardwalks Lifeguard Off Duty, different than I expected. Easy drinking, kind of a lawnmower beer, I guess right now in the fall, uh, a raking beer. Uh, so that was different uh, for me, too. Uh, then I had the, uh, let's see, from Magnify, a double dry hopped Momentary Master. Nice crisp bite to this, very good going down, not super bitter, strong, and, again, there are huge fans of Magnify, and then there are not so huge fans. I'm one of those guys on the fence with Magnify. I think some of the stuff they do is is okay. Uh, I think a lot of their stuff is not that good. I just don't uh, I don't care for it. It Just doesn't uh, float my boat. Nice names, fun you know, fun cool cans. The beers, eh, you know, I don't know. Here's a brewery that's making fantastic beer. Twin Elephant uh, over in Summit. Uh, I had the Wee Peel, outstanding. These guys make great beer. Really tasty. I wanted more of this. It's the way an IPA should taste. Bitter, hoppy with bite. Not the dank juice bombs that, that you know, these New England-style IPAs that people are going nuts over. This is the way an IPA should taste. Twin Elephant is knocking it out of the park. Great job from those guys. I have to get over to the brewery uh, one of these days. Uh, then from three threes a blueberry saison. I didn't think I was going to enjoy this one. And, again, very, very, he- you know, looks like a blueberry drink. Didn't think I was going to enjoy this one, and I really did. The blueberries muted. Um, but not overly so. It was delicious. Great stuff out of three threes. These guys are, again, another great uh, local New Jersey beer that's doing uh, great stuff. And then I capped off the night from Kane, a Mexican brunch. This is a fantastic stout. It is the perfect blend of chocolate, coffee, a little bit of heat uh, from the uh, from the the peppers they put in, and the cinnamon. You get that little cinnamon aftertaste. Fantastic. Put it this way, the Mexican brunch very similar. Uh, but not not completely so because it has the peppers to the founder's uh, breakfast out. That's kind of where it's similar, uh, except for the peppers. You get that little, little tiny bit of heat out of there. Uh, but uh, otherwise, boy, I'll tell you, Kane knocking it out with the IPAs and doing a fantastic job with the stouts. Great job out of Cowan's Public. Great job out of the New Jersey Craft Beer Club. Uh, great to see Mike and Steve and uh, you know Scott and a whole bunch of other guys from New Jersey Craft Beer. Got to see Tom, uh, one of the owners from Cowan's Public, Just come back from his honeymoon, came right over to the bar. Uh, Great job on his father, Harry. Uh, Tremendous place. Definitely check out Cowan's Public in Nutley, New Jersey. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, S.J. Pennings from Penning Cider, and of course, last but not least, The great Buddy Watson. Next week on the program, uh, Victory Brewing's Bill Kovaleski is going to join us. Uh, A great interview we're going to have with him. uh, Talk about some of the Victory beers that are coming out for the holiday season. And maybe uh, a post-Thanksgiving beer. So I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. This has been the Algotulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The Answer. Cheers, everybody! Cowan's Public was born in 2015, but really its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. Now, the main room, it's beautiful when you walk in, features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of places to sit, just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or an alley cap. If you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and Deco Chandeliers. It's great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft. The beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts like me, to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors, focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine. Oh my goodness. Or, the new Cowan's Burger, an 8-ounce coffee-rubbed burger, topped with Vermont white cheddar, fried egg, and shoestring onion rings. I'm getting that the next time I go in for sure. This is Cowan's Public.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.